Welcome back to the Meet St. Louis podcast, the show taking you behind the scenes of your favorite restaurants, breweries, and small businesses. I'm your host, Alexis Zotos with KMOV. As many of you can imagine, we are all about shopping locally, shopping small here on the Meet St. Louis podcast. Supporting St. Louis-owned businesses does wonders for our economy, whether it's a coffee shop or a clothing boutique. And this week, we are introducing you to a local spot for all your skincare needs. If you've been thinking and hearing about clean beauty, well, Lark is the place to learn all about it. It's a woman-founded, women-owned business located in Webster Groves. But like so many of the stories we share on here, it started when founder Lisa Dolan was soul-searching for a way to bring something she was passionate about, in this case, safe, clean beauty, to her community. Three years in, and she and creative partner Ali Schweitzer have customers from coast to coast. Three years in, and she and creative partner Ali Schweitzer have customers from coast to coast. They've even just launched in Whole Foods, a very big moment. They offer a holistic approach to skincare that's really helping shape and change the beauty industry from right here in St. Louis. So let's meet Ali and Lisa. You know, I feel like clean beauty is really becoming a popular thing. We're hearing more and more people talk about the importance of knowing what they put on their body as well as in their body. So for people who don't know, what is clean beauty? (laughs) (laughs) Just point to each other who's going to talk first. So clean beauty just means that it is not made with any chemicals or toxins that can potentially be harmful to your skin and your health. So I'm sure a lot of people know this, but the United States only has 30 or 40 something chemicals that are banned from by the FDA to be in our uh, beauty products, whereas like the EU has thousands Mm -hmm. of chemicals. And so really the United States is finally uh, making that shift, even though the FDA isn't really regulating it, these not companies, really. yeah, but not really, they're not regulating <laughs> at all. And more so, companies are just taking it on themselves. Yeah, to, exactly. Yeah, to start saying, hey, we don't want to put these products or these chemicals into our products. Yes, exactly. And just really um, education. So a big part of our job is still customer education. So even though clean beauty, like you said, is becoming more popular, people don't either understand what it is or why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So you know, the skin is your largest organ. And so when you wouldn't put something, if it says like, do like do not get in your eye or like do not consume or highly flammable and you're putting that directly <laughs> on your skin, like you're not going to drink it. So you also probably don't want to put it on your yeah. face. Absolutely. And when you eat things, your liver processes it, whereas your skin doesn't. So anything that you put on your skin goes directly into your bloodstream. So for me, obviously, it's important that you're not putting something that is flammable or toxic <laughs> onto your skin because it seems like have, a I no-brainer, mean, right? Exactly. We've been yeah. doing this for years and years yeah. and years, yeah. and there's no regulations on it. So, something that I have found that's really interesting on this too is that some people have trained in their brain that something that has chemicals in it is going to be more effective mm-hmm. or more mm-hmm. potent. So that's a piece too. It's actually it can be just as effective, if not more, to use natural skincare products. So that's also been something fun to to help people understand and learn. Right. Lisa, did you, here comes a truck. Um, 
did you know much about this when you started, when you created this idea of Lark? I mean, walk me back to yeah. those early days. So I did. I had been a hairstylist for many years, um, and so I always knew about all the chemicals that we were using um, in that industry. And I remember, like, when I was in beauty school, us being told that, like, you have a higher cancer rate than anyone else because you're touching chemicals all day long. Um, so I just re- I remember that, and I just remember being super, when I got pregnant, I think was when I really started to be like a freak about ingredients and was so concerned with what was going on in my skin. And then I had my son, and so then it was just like even more. I was super concerned. Um, and at the time, was it harder to yeah, really so find those products that yeah, you could take Yeah, use? there was no, I mean, like the clean section in, in Sephora was non-existent. Like I remember going in and just like being super pregnant and crying because there was nothing. I was like, I don't know what any of this means. Like, I don't know what it is. I was so, it was just so hard to find things other than like Burt's Bees, which is like, yeah, it's, it's clean, it's good, but it's not like that. You wanted something that's a little bit nicer than, than right. Burt's Bees. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, what made you think, okay, well, if I can't find it, maybe it's something I need to take on myself. So I started just kind of like messing around in my kitchen. I guess when I was pregnant was when I started making products. And I never really, it was more just like, oh, I'm just going to make this for myself and whatever. Um, but I was actually out in California. It was my 30th birthday. And my mom had just been diagnosed diagnosed with terminal cancer. Um, so I just needed a change. And I was, during a meditation, it just came to me that I should like go with it. So I just started making products and selling them. I think Craftoberfest was like the first big event that we did and it was it was amazing and so I just kind of ran with it from there. So that was how many years ago now? That was three, a little over three years ago. Wow. Yeah. And now you guys have grown so much. I mean, when you first started, what did it look like? I mean, were you just selling it at craft markets? Like yeah, you said, like at yeah. Craft- so um, it was, yeah, Craftoberfest. I would travel and do like some other little like craft shows like Border Flea in Nashville. I drove to New York City one time, which was crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, mostly and mostly online. Like we always had a really good Instagram presence. And then I think pretty much like right off the bat, we got picked up by Urban Outfitters just from our Instagram. I mean, what was that so like? So that was, it was crazy. It was totally crazy. It was just, it was online. Um, so we had a couple of products online with Urban Outfitters, which was really exciting. Um, and then from there, our Instagram and like our social media presence just kind of started to grow. And that's how people would find out about us. How important has that been, that social media aspect in terms of growing this business? Honestly, I hate to say that it's been everything, but it's been everything. I mean, (laughs) our products uh, are, you know, we rebranded in February. The original branding was beautiful. The rebranding is beautiful. It photographs really well, but it's also just not so much the the like visual presence but just people using that platform to talk about their experience not only using our products and how much they love it but just our company in general i mean lisa and i do so much of the communicating with our customers through instagram and email anyway so people really love to talk about us and interact with us on that platform so and we're finding that i feel like the the clean beauty trend in the same sense of you trust the people is that you follow on Instagram a lot of times mm-hmm. and those they feel like your friends yeah, and that you feel totally. like you know them mm-hmm. and when they're talking about a brand that really inspires them mm-hmm. um it inspires you to kind of go check it out yeah Definitely. I mean we yeah. have started some really great relationships with influencers that have started like totally organically and I mean 
also, like, I think this is so funny. Like, we became friends on Instagram, right? So <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, we can, like, talk about that. I mean, we became friends with influencers, and that relationship started very authentically first before we were even like, hey, I actually really think you would like this skincare. Like, mm-hmm. can I please send this to you? So we're always going to be, like, people over profits, and Instagram is such, like, a people platform. So it's just a really good way to build those authentic relationships mm-hmm. and then say, you know, we're never like, here's all of our skincare. Please try this. You know, the influencers Mm -hmm. we work with it's like hey we have some customizable skincare we also have a couple different options like if you're interested in going clean or trying our products why don't you tell me a little bit about your skin and Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about your skin journey and typically lisa and i have some different struggles and concerns and either one of us can usually relate to who we're working with and send them something that'll work and it just starts very authentically and to like you said just build that trust Mm -hmm. how have you seen the business grow through the the efforts you guys have done through social media and then just, you know, continuing to build this brand in St. Louis. Yeah, I think um, having the shop has definitely been, people recognize us a lot more now. Um, but When I did you open the shop? We opened the shop June of 2018. So okay. we've been here about a little over a year. Um, so having the shop, having a place that people can come in, we do the custom products here too, which is great because we can kind of like walk people through everything. Um, having that's been great for education. I think we launched a campaign in August that's been really awesome. Um, and I think that's built a lot more brand awareness and also just a lot more. It's been, We've been able to really dial in on what our messaging mm-hmm. is and what we stand for as a company. Yeah, talk to me about that campaign you guys started. Yeah, so it's called the Campaign for Confidence. Um, we featured 11 local women who are all just amazing badass women in St. Louis. I mean, they're just like women that are on a mission doing something really cool um, and all stand for something totally different and unique. Um, So we photographed all 11 of them. We did kind of a deep dive into their story and their background, um, got a lot of like information about what they're doing and how they're working to make St. Louis a better place. Um, And we profiled them on Instagram. So we kind of launched everything. Again, Instagram is our, our big platform. So Allie was vital in that. But Yeah, it all really just came down to what does confidence mean to you and what makes you feel confident because we are so conditioned as women. I mean, we have really dialed down, like Lisa said, on our mission. Like we are a for women by women company. That doesn't mean that not everyone can enjoy our product, but that for women by women, we just felt like we had a responsibility to say, you know, traditionally in the beauty industry, it's focused on what are the concerns you're trying to fix, like flaws and Mm -hmm. all of that. And we were like, no, you are beautiful. Like you should feel confident, not only in your skin, but, you know, in the choices you're making in the skincare you're using. And so it was just kind of beyond the like, tell me about how you're washing your face every day. It was like, truly what about you and your choices like make you feel confident mm-hmm. well and i think that is flipping the that idea of that standard of beauty on its head you know when we see advertisements you know through our, our entire lives it's how can we improve and make you better looking and i feel like that came campaign you did really focused on these women as they are mm-hmm. and we can all improve our skin we all want to have great Mm -hmm. skin but it really I think flipped that narrative Mm -hmm. it was crazy because we I mean Lisa is the visionary for this company right everything from her meditation to everything that we execute and the campaign just like the conception of Lark the campaign was her vision and together we worked to carry it out and saw the impact of it and we I mean, me personally, on our second, we had two shoot days. And on the second day, I just got, like, really emotional because I was like, oh, my gosh, 
we're talking the talk, but like I'm not even walking the walk. Like these women are so cool and they're telling their stories and I'm doing things that, you know, I'm worried about you know, my diet or the things I'm doing for my skin. And I'm feeling the impact of the beauty industry. And I was like, wow, if our company is really going to be pushing out this message, we need to internalize it. And it really helped me start doing the deep work too. And so it was cool. I hope that others will have or have had some similar sort of experience with our campaign in that way too. I mean, do you think that if we had seen campaigns like this growing up as women, that it would change the way that we feel about ourselves, about the way we perceive beauty and beauty standards. Oh, definitely. I mean, gosh, when I was growing up, it was like weigh 90 pounds and look like Kate Moss. And that was beauty. <laughs> yeah. And that was not me. So <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's interesting. And I think even too, and I find myself doing this a lot, like I will follow certain influencers on Instagram and then realize like, Oh, that's really toxic for me. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a good person to follow. And then I'll, you can follow other influencers mm-hmm. who are all about body positivity and all about like loving the skin that they're in. And you just feel so much better about yourself and so, so seen, I guess, mm-hmm. which I hope the campaign kind of brought to some people here. I think we've seen a, a, a good shift in terms of clothing and models and things like mm-hmm. that where it is becoming more body positive in terms yeah. of the look of our bodies. Do you feel the skincare industry and the beauty industry is slower to catch up in terms of for having sure. that, you know, you look beautiful in the skin you're in? Yeah, yeah for be- sure. <laughs> I mean, being a marketing 100%. person, I mean, this is so important for people to understand because if you're feeling pressured you, you are probably pressuring yourself, but if you're feeling pressured to buy a product, ask yourself why. And it's because a beauty or skincare company is probably capitalizing on your emotional vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So I can speak from a place where I've gone through some skin issues. And when you're in like a, a moment where you're like, I am sick of this. I am done with this acne or hyperpigmentation or wrinkles or whatever it is. Then you go and you spend money on products that are marketing directly to you and that vulnerability. And so it's so easy to do. It's so easy exactly. to do. Exactly. There's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's what sells. To fix it, you know. Exactly. I mean. So how do you, as a company who obviously needs to make money to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, make profits, how do you market to people? without making them feel bad about the way they look? I think it's all about nourishing and just nourishing your mind and your body and doing what is good for you. So we say here that, you know, talking to yourself kindly is like the hardest form of self-care. So Mm -hmm. when we talk self-care, we're not just talking about you know, what you're putting on your skin, but also how you're talking to yourself. And so we just couple those two mentalities really together is doing what is good for your body. And once people actually understand that, and it may be a little bit of a slower acquisition, and we understand that, but we know we can stand behind that and feel good about it. I mean, at the end of the day, we feel so good helping others feel better about themselves. And I think once they start to use our products, they can see what we're talking about. And, you know, the reviews and testimonials that we've received from customers speak for themselves and also educating people that beauty is is all about what you put inside of you Mm -hmm. as well it's not just about like what you put on your skin but it's also about what you eat holistic holistic like that taking that approach and being able to really like have great conversations here in the shop or 
through Instagram or through mm-hmm. email with people and making them understand that it's not that you're not going to buy a cream and it's not going to change your save your life, you know? <laughs> yeah, which is what we like to. Yeah, <laughs> lots of people in the beauty industry like to. And I mean, I always message. tell Lisa like I'm our perfect customer because I am a product junkie. Yeah. I'm such a sucker. <laughs> like, and it's so sad because I am like have the marketing training and I know what they're doing to me, but I'm still like yes, yes. like I have to buy it. And so I'm like, all right, take a step back. And so I feel like whenever we are coming up with our marketing and you know we're very transparent, very honest, and I can always kind of go into like my other like flip side and be like, oh, like would this work for me? Right. <laughs> you can flip that idea yeah, of okay, exactly. marketing, but I'm also what, exactly. would, what would make me consume this? Yes, exactly. And you mentioned having the storefront has been huge in terms of really having that face-to-face. Kind of talk to us for people who haven't been in here, what you offer here at the storefront here in Webster. So we are open from Wednesday to Saturday, and we have not our not only our skin line, skincare line, but we also have a ritual bar where we can make custom products, and that actually we now offer that online as well. So even though you can like come in and have the custom consultation, we can really get to know your skin in person, look at you, talk to you, and offer suggest like what we would recommend. Um, we can also make you custom skincare there on the spot. So that's exciting. And then, how do you go about that? How does that conversation go if someone? walks in and is interested in in getting something custom, Mm -hmm. what are the questions you ask? How does that work? So typically we start with what's their skin type? Is it is it oily? Is it are you acne prone? Is your skin really dry? Are you concerned with aging? There's a bunch of kind of like preliminary questions that we ask just to determine like what would be the best base for their skin and then we work off of a base. So if your skin is super oily, we would probably start with a rose hip base and then we add in different boosters. Everybody gets two to four boosters per their oil or per their um, facial mask. So then we add in boosters that are a little bit more targeted. So if you have like super oily skin with hyperpigmentation, we would do mm-hmm. one thing. Or if your skin's super oily and you struggle with hormonal acne, it would be a, it, a different thing. So <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So yeah. Is that, I mean, what's that like to, to get to walk someone through your products and hope that they find something that maybe finally works for them and connects with them. That's my favorite part of my job. It's amazing. (laughs) I mean, another question that we asked too, well, so seasonality is a piece. And then another question we asked too is like, what else are you using right now that you can't live without? And what does your routine look like? Because again, back to that transparency piece, I'm not going to be like, all right, you've been using this face wash for years and you love it, throw it out. Um, But just really getting to learn and then working with them and inserting it into their current routine and then helping them figure out, I hope this is answering your question, but then helping put, you know, figure out what's going to work best for them and then we've noticed that they come back and they're like you know thank you so much for listening and for getting to like learn more about me and my skin and you know I have been using this face wash for years but I'm ready to try something new Mm -hmm. and well I think it can be so overwhelming I mean from everything from the drugstore brands to Sephora to higher end brands we're influenced at every moment of where Mm -hmm. we look Mm -hmm. in terms of products and it's you know, even someone who knows their skin, when you ask those questions like, are you oily? Are you dry? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> totally. I have no idea what yeah. my face is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we do, and a lot of people kind of get like freaked out when they come in because we do a lot of oils and we, mm-hmm. we really do. We have like an oil, like balm based cleanser. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people aren't used to that kind of cleansing approach. Like for me growing up, it was like OxyClean pads, like yes. the alcohol basically, mm-hmm. and like stripping every ounce of oil off your skin. And our approach is kind of the complete opposite of that so it's a much gentler approach Mm -hmm. but I think people come in and they're like 
oh, I don't have that, like, sudsy, like, squeaky clean, mm-hmm. like, chemical-y feel on my skin mm-hmm. after I wash it. It's totally different. So Customer education moment. I was just about yes. to say, oil <laughs> breaks down oil. Yes. So if you are stripping your skin of all those oils, um, people that are like, oh, I have really oily skin, you actually probably don't. You're probably stripping your skin of all of its natural oils, and your skin is like, oh, it goes into, like, freak-out mode, and it produces more sebum. So therefore, it's your skin is over-oily yeah. because because you're stripping it of it. Yeah. So we, we help people balance that out and learn that. And yeah. How did you two learn about it? I mean, did you study? I mean, you obviously said you I, went to yeah. cosmetology so school. So the cosmetology school, for sure. And then just being a freak about ingredients, <laughs> really. Just lots of, like, late nights on the computer mm-hmm. looking up things and ingredients. So I went to the Lisa Dolan <laughs> School of Cosmetology. <laughs> so you've learned from her. But, I mean, totally. that I feel like is so much of where we learn. I mean, it's mm-hmm. our it's our mentors, it's our it's our friends. We learn from them if we're not finding it in a beauty store. Absolutely. Yeah. And do you how do you think your life has changed based on just finding out more about what you're putting on your skin and but then also sharing it with people like Allie? Yeah, I mean Good question. I, know. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I feel like my like skincare approach now is simpler than ever, which is kind of funny because I feel like growing up I always had acne and like it was just again like the OxyClean. I needed eight thousand products, so I feel like it's and you were the same way. Like you oh, were yeah. a product junkie, oh, so I think yeah. it's been cool because we've kind of like really streamlined our routines, mm-hmm. which has been great. Mm-hmm. And the approach to like you said, I think you said something about like what goes in your body Mm -hmm. too is this has been I read a book I highly recommend if people are getting interested in this and want to learn more everybody knows I'm so prophetic about no more dirty looks it was written in 2011 and it is all about the beauty industry Mm -hmm. and what's so terrifying is I think when the book was written there was like 19 chemicals banned and it hasn't even doubled in eight years nine years so even though it was written in 2011 it's like not even out of date and it really just gives the history of kind of everything we've been talking about and it also talks about how kind of like your food is related to so I have gotten really interested in learning more about how food is grown and organic food and how I should be doing that. And it just all really works together, mm-hmm. like Lisa said earlier, very holistically, which we've actually had a lot of customers and clients that come in ask us about that too. So mm-hmm. to be able to, again, like you said, share mm-hmm. with people about that has been really special. And well, and I think we've seen, obviously, that part of our culture absolutely take off where mm-hmm. people are really concerned about what they're putting into their body mm-hmm. in terms of the food that they eat and finding things that are more local, finding things that are more sustainable. And like we said, it's just taken longer for people to fully understand that what you're putting on your skin is equally, Same. if not more if important. Not more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, what do you, in St. Louis and specifically, how do you think that trend has changed? And where do you think we need to go from here? I think it's changing slowly. Mm-hmm. We are always like the very last to get anything in the <laughs> Yeah, Taylor. right. Look at what's happening in LA and New York and then give us like five years. And then, yeah, basically. <laughs> but I feel like we're slowly, people are slowly starting to come around. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's been great about the shop is that people will walk in and be like, oh, I never had any idea that like 
this product I was using is yeah. so toxic. Mm-hmm. So And to bring it like full circle, I guess, but like the influencers and people that we work with or have built relationships with that are around the country, we've noticed that so many people that are here in St. Louis are following them. Mm-hmm. And so, and, you know, some people that live here as well, but mm-hmm. just all over the country, they're seeing what's happening. And then they're seeing people talking about clean, you know, eating more organically and then clean beauty and how that relates. And then they come in here. So whether they have been hearing it, you know, most likely not from people in St. Louis yet, but from the coast has been has been interesting. We're getting there. And yeah. speaking <laughs> of the coast, you guys just went on an exciting trip yeah. out to yes. LA. Yes. I mean, talk about how you're growing this. I mean, this company started just three years ago, mm-hmm. but the the growth you've seen is pretty incredible. Um, what was that trip to LA like? And and kind of walk us through what you can share about that. It was awesome and stressful. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> very stressful. All of the things. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) We, I mean, we love LA. It's been one of our strongest markets. I mean, even before I came on, when you do the research, like LA has always been a really strong market for us. So it's always really fun to get out there and meet the people that are using our skincare and chatting with them and even chatting with companies that see potential in us that we may partner with in the future. And just to have the opportunity to talk about our company all day with people that are interested. Like, (laughs) it's so cool. I mean, we're so passionate. You were in a train trip, by the way. We weren't just like walking up to the the street. (laughs) You were just walking. Walking down the road. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do that too. Sure. But, <laughs> but I guess, yeah, the reason why we were actually there. Yeah, no, it was. So you're at a trade show. So for people who don't know what that means, what is a trade show like? What do you what do you do there? It's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So you basically just set up a booth and then people come to you and they ask you questions about your brand. A lot of it, a lot of them are buyers. There was a lot of like influencers mm-hmm. and other like social media people there as well. Was this all beauty skincare it was all wellness so it was they they had um a couple beauty brands like a million cbd brands because that's so trendy right now yes they were like it was like cbd and lark yeah (laughs) (laughs) but a million cbd brands um but then there was also a lot of like food like more food Mm -hmm. based like wellness brands too Mm -hmm. so it was kind of a cool mix to be in with because it wasn't just beauty I feel like most of the trade shows are either like you're just beauty and it's so crazy or you're just food and mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it, this was kind of like a good way to mesh yeah. the two if you haven't really gotten the point yet we definitely associate ourselves with the wellness like right. industry <laughs> like I know we've said a lot about that holistic but yes. it works really well for us it's a great great entry point for us and people tend to really um, resonate with them yeah. so yeah so well, LA was great so yeah. when you're talking to buyers I mean how does that work when you Talk about a company, you know, you guys are here in St. Louis, but you've already had, you know, you have customers across the country. Mm-hmm. But how do you then decide, all right, how do we grow this? And how do we know if we want to grow this? Yeah, that's definitely a lot of the conversations we've been having lately. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are so many different growth trajectories that we could take that we're not, you know, it's hard mm-hmm. to figure out which one would mm-hmm. be the best and which one is going to reach the people and the customers and the women that we really mm-hmm. want to reach. So Yeah, I mean I imagine that kind of changes things. I mean, this isn't maybe a company where you say, okay, we want to go as big as big can be. Mm-hmm. Um if that negatively impacts some of the yeah. customer base that you have built. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How does that I mean, how does that conversation go? I mean, how do you try to think about this in terms of you know, you're these two amazing women here in St. Louis, but how do you know what step to take next? Yeah. 
Well, first of all, what an incredible opportunity. I mean, we talk about gratitude all the time. We actually were in a really bad mood one of the nights in LA, just like side story. And we had made an appointment or a, a reservation at Gratitude, the restaurant, mm. like a couple weeks before. And we just sat down at the table and we were like, wait, let's all just like pause and talk <laughs> about how lucky we are and grateful we are to be in this position. Here, yeah. Exactly. So first of all, I just have to acknowledge that. But really, we just look at what our goals are and what we want to accomplish and who are we going to align ourselves, whether it be, you know, influencers or companies or, you know, for retail or, you know, is it Lark Shop Growth or how are we really going to achieve that goal? And I think we've gotten really clear in the last truly weak, but like a couple yeah. weeks on what those goals are. And so just making sure that uh, we're we're making decisions that support those. And we've always said, um, again, Lisa's the visionary really goes on gut feeling and I help as the operator just help carry that out. And mm -hmm. we're just leaning think, into that. Yeah, I think too, somebody said, and I don't remember who said this to us within the last like week, but like you could, you could go and you could sign on with like a huge company and we could be selling our product at like mm -hmm. a huge store, mm -hmm. but then that would make you an employee of your brand. Yes. And then it just, that that really resonated with me. It's yes. like, oh no, I still want to be in control of my brand. I if want to be in control of the messaging. You never want to be in a position where 85% of your sales are coming from another, like where you're reliant yeah. on those sales. Because you want it to be, it's the that, that connection with your mm -hmm. customers is so, so important. important to what Lark means. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But you have launched in some mm -hmm. larger retailers. Yes. You mentioned Urban Outfitters, but Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Yes, we're in Whole Foods right now. Everybody go to Whole Foods. <laughs> Get if a crystal infused oil roller. Yes. If you are local, we are now officially on shelves in Town & Country and Brentwood. So uh, we actually, this was a product that we had sold for a while. We had made the option to no longer continue it. And then Whole Foods reached out to us and said they wanted it. And you don't say no to Whole Foods. <laughs> so, no. so if you loved this product. oil rollers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. So if you loved our crystal infused oil rollers, you now can find them at like 240 plus Whole Foods stores around the country. I mean, what was that like walking into Whole Foods and seeing your it's product crazy. on the shelf? It's crazy. It I went with my son and they hadn't put it out yet. And he was just like super like, okay, mom, whatever. You're making this up. But then we went to town and country and I, he still didn't really care. But <laughs> so it, was right across yeah. from, it was right across from the stuffies. So he was yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to be over here. Like, you do whatever you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then meanwhile, my mom's like, <laughs> I walk in and my mom was already there, like, in front of him, talking to the whole first person. This is my daughter. This is my daughter's company. And it was just like, oh, stab mom. You're embarrassing me. But no, it was, it was really cool. But also, mean, like, yeah, yeah but like, also, please tell but everyone, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's got to be an incredible feeling. Because again, if you think about three years of growth, I mean, yeah. there are people who have companies for a decade yeah. and it never reaches that kind of level <laughs> of the ability to reach more customers. Yeah. Did you ever imagine that three years ago when you were meditating and coming up with this brand that this could be its future? I don't even know, honestly. <laughs> I was just kind of like, I'm just going to sell it and see what happens. Like, it was just so... And then the store kind of happened. I just, it's so funny. I don't even, it's funny because I felt like I knew what I wanted to do, but then I also didn't have like the foresight to see like where that would go. Where so, would go. Yeah. Well, and it sometimes works that way mm -hmm. to have it happen organically mm -hmm. and have Whole Foods just say, hey, what's up? Yeah. Do you want to be on our shelves? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm always curious though. So how do you then manage that large 
Okay, so this is a huge influx of, I imagine, growth mm-hmm. in terms of that kind of store. So where are you guys creating the products? How does that part of the, the business work? So for those, we actually work with a, a female-owned contract manufacturer in Chicago. So oh. she produced everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was obviously like my recipes, but then mm-hmm. she produced it all. So mm-hmm. so she did that, and then we, we took two trips up <laughs> to go get it and bring it back here. And... We had the option of her to be like package it and ship it, but we're such freaks about it. We were like, no, we want it here, Quality and we want to like make sure that we are packaging every box ourselves. Exactly. For well, I mean, that's, but yeah. that's incredible to think about. I mean, yeah. when you're talking mm-hmm. about that kind of magnitude and that kind of number in terms of product, to mm-hmm. think that it's still being hand packaged yeah. by mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah. And if you when you go to Whole Foods, they're in these little like pink boxes. Uh, I just think it's cool, just so you know, like we put those boxes together, <laughs> we fold each little flap and yes. put each roller in there and it just makes it so so special to see it on there I mean just goosebumps like yeah. every time yeah and I so. don't think that's a feeling that's probably going to get old exactly. like yeah. walking in and just like getting your groceries for the week and being like Oh hey, probably. Oh hey. <laughs> oh hey. How many is there this week? How many were there last week? Oh, right. I'm sure I was facing them. Are you, how much are you bothering me? Oh my gosh. So wild, clothes. wild Saturday night. My sister and I were at the Brentwood one, and that's actually when we first knew because Brentwood came out a little bit later um, when I first saw it there, and I was like, oh, this is so great. And I started facing them, so meaning like that they were all like the logos, like are all like facing forward. And somebody asked me a question. I'm like, oh no, I don't work here. But <laughs> like, well, let me tell you. A little but let me tell you. But are I'll you interested? Um, yes, I can show you where the cheese is, but also let me tell you about these oil rollers <laughs> what does where does the name lark come from that when i was um in california when i was meditating i like came up with the idea and all these little birds just kind of like popped out of a tree next to me so i just googled what they were and pretty sure they were larks so i just went with it <laughs> for story sure like for story's name. sake they were larks. They were definitely <laughs> larks it was the closest thing i could find to what i remember seeing so <laughs> And it's just kind of grown from that. And you mentioned the rebrand. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about a rebrand, what was important to kind of keep and to kind of change as the company continued to grow? So one thing we did change that was important that I have I still get a lot of pushback on is we went to all glass packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, not from you, but from just <laughs> it's it's cheaper to do plastic. It's easier to ship to do plastic. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper to ship to do plastic. Your margins so are better was, if yeah. you do plastic. Um, so that was one thing that I really had to like stand my ground on. Is Why that was I it important to you? Because I didn't want the, we have this clean product and you're packaging it in plastic and who knows what's seeping into the product and mm-hmm. then you can't recycle that product. So the sustainability piece was really important to me um, with all of that. And then I think we kind of revamped our logo, which I feel like better represents who we are as a mm-hmm. brand. So. I would say it was just over, like, altogether elevated. Mm-hmm. Not that the original branding wasn't beautiful, but it was great for the first phase of Lark, and it's just elevated, like you said, just to better kind of represent mm-hmm. us. Well, I think it speaks to the real passion that you have for sustainability. If you're saying, hey, we are willing to cut into our profit margin, we're mm-hmm. willing to make those kind of choices because that's what we stand for. Mm -hmm. How important is it for you to say, hey, these are our our beliefs, these are our morals, these are our reasons for doing this um, when you're making those kind of business decisions? 
very important. Really yeah. important. And I mean, an example of that is we have a gel cleanser that we want to launch that is really great. And we haven't found who knows if we're going to do it. But, <laughs> but I mean, well. yeah, it's just when we're, I mean, we formulate a lot of things to see what's going to work and what's not, but we couldn't find the right packaging for it. And therefore, you know, that's, we're not going to put that on plastic because it's not going to be good for it. And who knows if, you know, just we have to find something that like a lot that lines perfectly with all of our goals that we can feel really good about in every single aspect or else we're not going to put it out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes people understand that, that they can really trust what you have, what you have decided to put out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the best of the best in every way. Not only the best sourced ingredients, the best uh, product formulation, but also, yeah, the best packaging, et cetera. Do you hope that your company helps change things here in St. Louis and allow people across the country to say, hey, look at what St. Louis is doing. I hope so. I mean, I hope that we can bring a little bit of that, like, wellness California Mm -hmm. (laughs) to St. Louis. That's my goal. Absolutely. All about partnering, too. I mean, we have had just even in the last couple of months, some really awesome opportunities to work with other businesses and business owners that are in somewhat like of a similar realm. And I feel like we are always collaboration over competition. So, you know, while we really are the only people in St. Louis that are doing what we're doing right now, I mean, we welcome just partnering with any other businesses that want to come into this space so that we can help build awareness, that customer education and work together. Well, and you speak to that collaboration and you going back to that campaign you did, mm-hmm. bringing in these women of St. Louis that are doing amazing things. And I mean, we're all women. We all have skin. We all are putting <laughs> something on our skin. So it's... Hello, Sirens. Oh, this um, intersection is something else. Yeah. I'll tell you that. You can find us at Big Bend and Elm. There's also a man on an eagle in an eagle suit that drives by pretty frequently. Well, on a motorcycle. You yeah. never yeah. know what you're going to find. Yeah, sorry. Come for your just, custom oil yeah. as well as the entertainment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, you speak to that collaboration of of other women. You know, who are the women in the city that inspire you to do what you do every day? The women in our campaign, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, definitely the women in our campaign, you can say. Yeah, I mean, my friend Julia, she yeah. is future ancestor. She and her husband started future ancestor. Now she is doing Descendant, and she actually was the first person, before I even had met Lisa, she was the first person to take a risk on me, really, when I still had a full-time job to help do marketing and just kind of some assistance. and inspired me to quit my job and when I was standing there you know we were at Phil Hedford and I was crying like I can't do this and she was like yes you can (laughs) and I will never forget that day in April and you know here I am and so that was a big part of the reason why she was a part of the campaign is just for her inspiring me and always being I feel like one step ahead and so she's definitely somebody for me yeah and I mean my mom too was definitely she kind of inspired the whole brand but then I feel like in a way she's inspired the second phase too because it's all about confidence and my mom was just like this powerhouse, like mm-hmm. most confident woman that I knew. So that's pretty incredible. Yeah. And to think back on those, you know, three years ago that that, that time in your life, that really difficult time mm-hmm. was what created this really beautiful thing. Yeah. 
Around the Corner is, of course, Black Friday and Small Business Saturday. We, of course, hope you're going to shop small all holiday season, not just on that Saturday, but to kick things off on Small Business Saturday, Lark Skincare is offering major deals on their products and on their treatments because they do facials at their Webster Grove shop as well. If you want to read more about clean beauty and how to use some of their products, go into the shop. You can also check out the blog on their website, larkskinco.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know on Instagram. Come like the post uh, and some of the behind the scenes that we've got going on over there. You can find us at Meet St. Louis Podcast on Instagram. And definitely give us a like and a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the Meet St. Louis Podcast. This episode was produced and edited by JJ Bailey.